Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. Let's start with Montana State then. Montana State, the men are at Sacramento State. This weekend swing, we talked with Danny Sprinkle earlier this week about this, just an absolutely monstrous run for the Bobcats as they uh, uh, are 8-8. They've dropped their last two, uh, and they go on the road now to Sacramento State and Northern Arizona before finishing at home, of course, against Northern Colorado and Southern Utah. This game right here, right now on this Thursday night for Montana State, I think is as important to, uh, to you know to, as there is to any single team in the league for Montana State to win this game. If they win this game, I think that they improve their chances to better than 50-50 to get a bye. If they lose this game, I think their chances to get a bye drop to single digits. I mean, it's it's this is one Sacramento State we know is tougher at home. Well, everybody, but particularly Sacramento State in the nest. But Montana State, this is one you absolutely have to have. You just have to bounce back and find a way to get a win against Sacramento State on the road tonight in order to have a shot and a, and a real look. I mean, if they if they do it, I think they have a, a very real shot at ending up with a bye in Boise two weeks from now. It's, I mean, it's a pivotal weekend for Montana State because they just got to alter the trajectory. I mean, this team, I think, has played above their head a lot more often than not this season. But that can all go away if you start struggling. You go away from what you've been doing well. Opponents finally figure out some of the stuff they've been doing. I mean, because make no mistake, Montana State's been getting by with some pretty unique strategies. I mean, they... they They've executed the one three one very well a lot this year. Mm-hmm. But they've also, I mean, you don't want to say you got lucky because you make shots or you don't. But if you played Weber 100 times, would they go 2 of 22 from 3 in the second half Right against the one three one zone? I just really don't know if you, you would. I mean, I watched the Weber game. Granted, Jerry Harding's hurt. 
you can't do anything about it. That, that's going to take away from your performance. But you, you take the wins where you can get them, but did it actually mean that you just completely out-executed somebody and played above them, or did you just beat them at home when they had their best player hurt and they didn't shoot the ball well? Again, you can't take the win off the docket. Montana State earned that victory over Weaver State, but there's been several games where they've gotten away with some stuff or where they've gotten wins for as much because of how well they played, but also because of how the other team didn't play well. But that's basketball, and that's league play for sure. I I think, though, that this Montana State team, to me, I think Harold Frey, his ankle, that's the key to this whole thing. But I think they have the most variable level of results for the last four games of any team that's still in the mix for Absolutely. a bye. If yeah. they went any of the combos of records that they could go, 4-0, no, 3-1, 2-2, 1-3, 0-4, none would surprise right. me. None. <laughs> that's right. Straight up. Uh, yeah, I mean, if they straight up free fell all the way to 8th or ninth place, wouldn't surprise me. If they played and went 4-4 four for four and got the 4 seed, wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, well, if they go 4-4, four for four, they they might do better than that. But here's what's well, interesting. Right, because I mean, that's the other thing is we always talk about a team staying where they're at and fighting off the teams below them. But you're right. If they were to sweep, Montana State sweeps this weekend and then they got Southern Utah and Northern Colorado coming to town, if they beat Northern Colorado, then all of a sudden, depending on what UNC did, say they drop one, say UNC was coming off a loss in Missoula, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you could either tie or even overtake UNC, depending on the rest of the results. The, uh, the thing here, though, that is interesting to me is this. Montana State, if they beat Sacramento State tonight, by the way, Sacramento State is 7-9 and nine on the year. Uh, they go to nine and eight. Northern Arizona plays the Grizzlies. We've talked about you know Northern Arizona is a pretty good team, but they're certainly not going to be favored in this game if it went the way you know the the expectation is. Montana wins that game. Northern Arizona drops to nine and nine. Montana State's all of a sudden in fourth place. Portland State tonight though plays Idaho State. Now you expect the Vikings to win that game against the Bengals, who have lost something like thirteen in a row or something like that. Idaho State. I mean they've been. They were like three and two, and now they're three and thirteen. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, but th- that's the thing that derails when you when you try to make predictions on paper, though, too, right? For sure, be- be- because because like Idaho State could derail all of Absolutely. what we're talking about because they would upset the apple cart. If we're talking about just waiting for the premier matchups to come, waiting for Portland State to play a team that's right next to them in the standings, it's the Idaho State and Idaho's of the world where they just sneak up and buy somebody. I mean, why is Eastern Washington not in first place? Because they lost to Idaho at home. Yeah. That's the loss that's going to keep them from the number one seed if everything else goes chalk. But nonetheless, I mean, you again, we're, we're here before tip-off. We expect Portland State, right, to find a way, even though... If you're going to tell me in the next four games of league play, is there going to be, are Idaho State or Idaho going to win a game in the next four? Absolutely. It seems to me they will. Maybe multiple games. Right. So who knows who those will be against and what that's going to look like. Right. But if Portland State does what they should do, what they need to do, because they are in a race. I mean, it's not like Portland State's not playing for something. They're playing for a lot and they need a win. They know that. But anyway, they're at 9-8 and eight as well, and all of a sudden it's MSU and Portland State who both would leapfrog Northern Arizona in one night, and all of a sudden Montana State wakes up, and they're the number four team in the Big Sky Conference going into uh, uh, an NAU team that is actually behind them in the standings on Saturday. Let's play a little game. Okay. Trending up, trending down, mm. or staying the same. Mm-hmm. Is Montana trending up, trending down, or staying the same at this exact moment? Maybe, maybe very slightly up, probably closer to staying the same, but the same is number one in the Big Sky Conference. So, I mean, that that's up to me. But since the two-game losing streak, 
they entering the Cat Grizz game, I have to recalculate the numbers because they only won by five last right. week. But entering the Cat Grizz game, their five game win streak, they'd won by an average of 17 points. Right. Granted, they had the basically double up of Weber State, which inflated that stat a little bit, but they still won their other four by about 14 and point two points. Yeah. So they're taking they're winning handily the last six. So I would say they're trending up. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Sure. Uh, what I said, I think, I think that saying I, flatlining, it's because they're just right. winning. So, but, but I, mean, I think, but, yes, but, I, but they have their best player playing his best basketball inside yeah. Bridget. They have their second best player playing his best basketball in Kendall Manuel, mm-hmm. and they have their three freshmen playing their best basketball. So, I think they're definitely trending up. Eastern Washington. Well, you would say you would say trending down. They had the loss to Idaho. They have not looked as strong, but they also have strung together some wins, man. I mean, they they Eastern Washington has now won three in a row and four of their last five. Idaho being the one outlier uh, after having lost to the Grizzlies. So. I would, you know, you say down because it hasn't been pretty. I mean, they squeaked by Portland State. They squeaked by Sacramento. They only beat Sacramento State by a point after having been up like 15 at halftime. And uh, they beat NAU by 10. So there's been moments where they haven't looked as good. But at the end of the day, I mean, they're they're not losing games. The exception being, as you mentioned, that Idaho game. Maybe i say they're staying the same. Uh, I, I, I would like to say trending down in some ways. They, they, we thought that they had a tremendous freshman point guard in Magnuson, and he has not really actually come along over the course of this season, so I don't know. He's, he's uh, proving uh, to be actually a hindrance in certain ways. Because uh, he can't shoot the ball. I'm putting them at flatline, Eastern okay. Washington, just because the results, I mean, not what you want, but they are there. Basically. Well, I mean, they've won three in a row, and they and right. they won at Portland State, and that's a good win. And, so, and they beat NAU, and that's what kept NAU out of breaking into that top three. So I would agree, staying the same. Okay, uh, Northern Colorado. Yep. Portland State? Oh, absolutely. They're the team that's trending up the most, right? Yeah. And that's what we expected given their schedule, right? Yeah. NAU, I think we both could say we're blind to it, right? Right. The yeah. NAU I mean, will be on up if they win tonight and maybe the same or even maybe slightly down after tonight, yeah, right? Right. Montana State. Down. Down. And it's and so much of it's because of Harold Frey's injury, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Harold Frey injury. And it's, here's the thing. They've won the games that they should win, and that's good. You got to do that. They won a game that you weren't sure they should win at Weber State earlier in the season. That's a great win for them. But they also have never – they haven't won any of the games that you weren't sure that they should win. They've right. lost the games to the better teams, so right. they're, they're swept by Portland State, swept by are. Eastern Washington, you know, exactly, swept by Montana. Right. Haven't played. Uh, Northern Colorado for a second time. It's like beating the bad teams is great, but at some point you got to beat the good teams too, and they have. If you want to be a good team, you absolutely do. Okay, Um, Southern Utah, I think we could say is the opposite of Portland State, right? They're trending. They're the one team with a lot of talent that's trending down. down. Yeah, Um, and then I guess the the last one we'll play this game with uh, is Weber State. Down. I agree, and I talked to Randy Ray. I, I talked to Randy Ray yesterday. Uh, for a variety of things. Stay tuned, Sky on SportsMT.com, as well as BigSkyConf.com, coming out with a huge package of stories, about a uh, dozen stories leading up to the Big Sky Tournament about players and trends and all sorts of other things. So you can find all that to get you ready for Boise. One of the stories is about Jarek Harding, and Randy said, you know, I got to give the kids so much credit for how tough he's been this year. But he said, honestly, it's on me. I mismanaged this thing. Mm. He said when he, when he broke his foot in the before the season even started, then he came back, and he wasn't quite in the physical condition he needed to be in, but he's so tough and he can go so hard. 
and we rolled with it. Okay, but then when he re-hurt himself and he sprained his ankle against Eastern Washington, Randy said, I should have shut him down. Should have shut him down for two to three weeks, and he came back in less than a week. And then that led to favoring the, back, the ankle, yeah, and yep. the shin splints, and then all of a sudden the back's hurt. And so I don't know what they're going to do. He did not tell me what they're going to do. I'm not going to tell the world what they're going to do, even if he did tell me. But to me, it sounded as if they are sort of reconciling their place in the league. They're not going to get the bye, likely. Of course. Oh, I mean. And so, like he said, it doesn't matter if we have the 6 or the 11. If we don't have Jarek Harding, we're not going to win any games in Boise. Right. So let's figure out how to have Jarek Harding. So I think, they're, I think they are definitively trending down. But I think they could trend intentionally down for the next two weeks if they just swallow it and take it. Because, I mean, if Jared Cardin could actually really get back to, I don't think he's ever going to be 100% again this year, but if he could actually get back into the 80-85%, who wants to play that team in the first round? No doubt. Nobody. Absolutely. And they are the one team this season that you go, you know, it, it looks a lot different if they don't if they don't have the injuries that they have. I mean, that's just a fact of the matter. It's not just Jarek Harding, although he's the he's front and center on that. And obviously, the same is true of Harold Frey. I mean, Harold Frey, Harold Frey's rolled his ankle in each of the last two games he's played in. Right. The, the one on Thursday significant. Right. The one on Saturday looked less so, but right. also the adrenaline's going. Who knows what happens after the game? Now he's had five days. So, you know, hopefully, you know, he's 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 good and feeling good, but you know, you need to play you need to play a couple of games where you just have no problems with the foot what so in terms of not, uh, not another tweak, not another thing. And that's right. so hard to do, especially as a point guard who's cutting so much, doing all the things that he's doing as so much uh uh demand in terms of his usage rate and all of that sort of thing. Well, and that's that's the issue with the fact that the Cats have been playing ab- above their heads so much this year too is that there's literally not a game in the league this year that Montana State doesn't need to bring their best to win. That's the mm. issue. Like, you can't just go... Sac State is in ninth place right now. But you can't just go in there and have Harold Freud play 24 minutes and give him a whole bunch of time off. Yeah. He's got to right. play 35 minutes for you to win, even right. if you're playing Idaho or Idaho State. He just has to. And that's just the state that they're in. And it's a testament to him, certainly, and why I think he's an all a first-team All-League player. Mm-hmm. But you can't just uh, Montana State women, for example, the last couple of weeks, they've taken a ton of minutes off of Fallon Freegi yeah. and Oleana Squires because they're rolling people. And so those girls, you know, they're getting their 15 to 18 points in 22 minutes and they're chilling, you know, hanging out, resting up on the bench, swinging the towel because they have so much depth and they've been able to get out in front of people so much. And that's just not been the case for Montana State. So yeah. Montana State's in a different position than Weaver. Weber can wave the, wave the white flag and say, hey, we're just going to toss it in, get ready for Boise. The Cats can't, with the, the state of their team, how many new players they have, and the fact they have a new head coach, I think mentally they cannot afford to free fall into Boise. So I think it's physically, Harold Frey is going to have to just grit it out and go. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do. So I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. 
At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. Sutel Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Two for one here in the uh, top of the hour segment that we got for you. We will be talking a little bit about Tom Brady. Where could he go as more and more reports coming out that he will enter free agency and will not return to the New England Patriots. Say it ain't so. Uh, but we will Before get to we that. talk about this Grizz best players, yes. I, want, I got one question for you about okay. tonight. Yes. We're going to Dahlberg Arena. We are. I wrote in the Sports Center that the biggest game in the league that involves the Montana schools is the Lady Grizz versus NAU. Mm-hmm. I know that NAU men are in fourth place and they're playing the first place Grizz. It's certainly a big game. I know because of the status of Montana State season right now, Every game they have remaining is a big game. But I think this one's the biggest game because of a lot of exterior factors as well. I think that just from a mental perspective, Northern Arizona women's basketball has made it to the NCAA tournament one time in the history of their program. Yeah. If you were to have me do a power rankings of jobs in the league, I would tell you that Northern Arizona and Southern Utah's women's programs are dead last in big sky basketball jobs, men's and women's. They have no tradition, no recruiting advantages, no resources. Wait, I thought you told me that Northern Arizona's men's was a, a, a no, potential. No, no, they're they're women. Okay, I thought you said men's and oh, no, no, no. Men. Southern Utah's women and Northern Arizona's oh. women. Those are the bottom of the barrel in the big sky. For in terms men's of, or women's, I got right. you. I got you. I thought you were twenty-two saying. jobs. I got you. Got you. Got Number you. twenty-one and twenty-two yep. are those two jobs. Okay, I got. I got. But right now, yeah, those two teams, Northern Arizona is alone in second in yep. the Big Sky Conference, and Southern Utah is tied with Montana for fifth. Mm-hmm. Testament to Lori Payne and Tracy Saunders, respectively, mm-hmm. as coaches. But that's a real factor to me with NAU coming to Missoula. Lori Payne was on the show on Tuesday. If you missed it, you can check it out on the podcast, 1029ESPN.com. But Lori Payne's from Haver, Montana. She said her introduction to women's basketball and big-time women's basketball was following and watching the Lady Grizz when she was growing up. I think it would give her great pleasure to bring her team to Missoula, Montana, and post a win and show you know, her home state that you actually can, yeah. can get it rolling at NAU. And yeah. I think it's striking as well that Lori Payne has NAU rolling. I mean, they're mm-hmm. they're alone in second in year three. And when you compare it and overlay that with Montana in year four under Shannon Schwain, it doesn't look good for the Lady Grizz in general. That said, if Montana can win the game tonight, that's a huge win for the Lady Grizz. No doubt. It could propel them into having a good weekend because I think that the one, the most winnable game in the last four for the Lady Grizz is Saturday against Sac State. Senior night for multiple seniors on the team, and Sac State's just not very good this year. So a 2-0 gives you a ton of momentum going into the weekend and just gives you some breathing room in terms of getting that top five seed, whereas a loss, now mentally you're swirling. Now you've lost a couple in a row. Even if you do get the senior night, now you have a tough road trip to finish. Now he puts more pressure on you too when you talk about that season finale in Cedar City on Friday. So I mean, to you, how do you see this game and what do you what are your thoughts on just the way that this game could affect not only the standings but just the mentality of the Lady Grizz 
considering they're playing a team that nobody expected to be in the position they're in. It's uh, everything you said I agree with completely. I mean, it's absolutely gigantic for for the Lady Grizz tonight. Uh, they're 9-7. and seven. Idaho's, they're tied, like you said, with Southern Utah for the fifth spot. They're two games up on Northern Colorado, but they're also a game and a half behind both them and Southern Utah, a game and a half behind Idaho State and two games behind Idaho. So there are basically two teams that are playing for one bye right now in that fifth spot, barring, you know, something unforeseen. And so you, I, I don't know what Southern Utah's schedule is. I mean, I know that they're they're playing uh, well, the, Montana the Montana schools in the last week of the season. Mm-hmm. But in any case, to win tonight, to go to 10 and 7, and then if you can win again against Sacramento State and get to 11 wins, that is absolutely crucial to to what they're doing because even even if they beat Sacramento State a loss tonight and you're at 10 and 8 and who knows what Southern Utah has to do we talked about this already that Southern Utah against Montana on the last game of the regular season in women's basketball Southern Utah is game at of the year. Eastern Washington tonight so that'll be a win okay they are against they're at Idaho at Saturday Idaho. so that's probably not a win could be but it's probably big, not it's a big it's a big game but then they got Montana State coming to their place on Wednesday loss so, so now you're you're one and two. Basically, the, the the fact of the matter is that the Lady Grizz and Southern Utah each have one game remaining that they absolutely should win, and three that they might and probably won't, except for the one against each other. So, I guess two that they probably won't each. So, the, the most likely, if you're chalking it up on paper, is one and two for each squad going into that finale. But like you're saying, if you could steal two. Puts way less pressure on that last game. And also, Montana was in a position to beat Montana State in Missoula, and and it it let it slip away. I mean, it just went sideways on them. But Montana State, the definitive number one team in this Big Sky Conference, and they they had them dead to rights in a lot of respects, and then end up losing the game in overtime. But then they went and got pounded in Bozeman. Yeah, I mean, it was teach tape. It and, was it was an offensive clinic by Montana so, State. And so, like, this idea that, hey, you know what? We're a good team. When we play well, we're as good as there is in the conference. The, the other part is that they play so well at home, too. You cannot afford to lose at home. That's the other mental part I'm talking that's about. That's right. And so, but but I think there's, there's like, this, this there was a belief that, hey, you know, we're a good team, and when we put it all together, we, we can be the best team in the Big Sky Conference. And then I think some of that confidence is waning right now. And now here you are playing the number two team in the Big Sky Conference at home. And it's a big game with four games remaining. And there's an opportunity to win or, you know, regardless of outcome, not regardless of outcome, in addition to whatever the outcome is, there's a mental reality to this where if you win you gain such a huge confidence factor that you beat the number two team in the big sky conference you got a game that you had to have to win you did it in front of your home crowd the whole thing whereas if you lose this game and now it's been three in a row and it's been demoralizing and montana state's trimming the nets at your expense you know over the weekend that I, I don't know how and where you recover for this. And I think in that sense that this becomes a very pivotal game, even maybe more than the actual win or loss that results of it. I think this is a trajectory-making game for the Lady Grizz. No question. And what has this group proven? The one thing they've proven is that they can play above their heads and beat the best teams in the league on their home floor. Mm-hmm. They've done it for, I mean... they. 
It used to not be playing above their heads. They used to just beat everybody on their home floor. But even those last couple of years where they've struggled, like last year, the only team they did not, the only top team in the league that didn't beat on their home floor was the Cats. Mm-hmm. They beat Idaho. They beat Idaho State. They beat Portland State. They beat Northern Colorado on their home floor. So if you can't beat NAU, I, I just think it's 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 a game that could mean a lot more than just one game. Win or lose or draw, they'll say it's just one game. I just think that that's not true. We're going to a game tonight that is more than just one game. It is a game that could have ramifications throughout the rest of the season and throughout the the status of the program. Miltenberger Motors in Hamilton has the best selection and best prices of new and used GMC, Chevrolet, Cadillac, and Buick. Miltenberger Motors, family-owned for 65 years. Where's Tom Brady going? I'll tell you where. Northern Arizona. No, not really. How about Southern Nevada next? You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. They got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Boys and girls, I mean, haven't really announced it. We don't really know exactly what to announce, but we are getting a new studio. We're very excited about it. I live in a world where I believe it when I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a very very good, uh, you know, uh, post-Enlightenment era scientist. That's right. I will be be moved into the studio approximately six months after the rest of you. The difference is I only believe things I don't see. That's why you're so happy. That's right. That's right. Apparently, I mean, the uh, trail's been telling the whole world that we're moving, so yeah. we're moving, and yeah. we're going to have a fancy new studio, and apparently that'll make us look better on TV. No, no, no. I, I mean, know. what makes us look better is the way that we look. The, right, speak what, for yourself. What will, what will improve is perhaps camera angles, a little bit of backing. Maybe I'll be in a position where I can make a shot on this. Uh, Man, see, that's the base difference between me and you. All right. I'm just trying to derail this because this is the last thing in the world I want to talk about. You know, you are so bitter. Maybe this is why you're so angry is because you only believe things you can see. Let's think about things that we can't see, like Tom Brady's future. I mean, the last thing I care about is Tom Brady. No one cares if you care. They want to care what you think. Nothing. You do the segment. Great, I will. (laughs) David? You said we Older should talk. Go home. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just really hot. The studio is hot. I hope we have some AC. Yeah, go home. <laughs> Turn the AC on in your car on your way home. <laughs> the uh, Jeff Darlington went on Get Up this morning, NFL insider for ESPN, and said he would be, quote, stunned if Tom Brady returned to New England. Uh, he then tweeted out, uh, R.I.P. my mentions. I know you'll hate me. I know you'll tell me I'm an idiot, and I understand why it's so hard for all of us, myself included, to start accepting this likelihood. Hey, there's still a chance, but the reality is Brady's looking forward to free agency. Hmm. The other part of this is that uh, evidently, uh, uh, I, think, I think this is a, a part of the Boston Globe, uh, 
the New England Patriots have yet to reach out to Tom Brady. Like, it's not even a matter of, like, they're, they haven't come to an agreement or whatever, whatever. Like, they haven't spoken, and generally that's on the side of the team. And by the way, in this case, if I'm not mistaken, the team is who? William Belichick. So That's, that's from Karen Gurgian. Yeah, I don't know how to say her last name. <laughs> hey, we finally got it. We finally got the David Boston to mess Herald. one up. The From the Boston, Boston Herald? Herald. Okay, not the Globe, the Herald. Okay, uh, very good. But that, I mean, that is significant. So, David, I know you got a list of options. Let's say Tom Brady doesn't go back to New England. Who? Where, where, where do we have some landing spots here, David? Well, it's been rumored for a few weeks now that he's going to end up in Vegas with Gruden. Mm. So, you got to throw out Vegas, the L.A. Chargers, there's a small, small, small chance that he could succeed Jacoby Brissett in Indianapolis. There's a rumor floating around, mostly on the internet. I've not seen anybody reputable actually talk about it, but Antonio Brown and Tom Brady link up in Tampa with Bruce Arians. One last run for for the Super Bowl. Doesn't seem very likely. Two other totally wild card options, but they could use a quarterback, it seems, are the Carolina Panthers and the Denver Broncos. Well, here's here's where I'm at. I I think Carolina, I think, is is more likely than either Tampa or Indy. Who did they hire as their coach? Carolina hired Baylor, formerly at Baylor, Matt Matt Rule. Right. Yeah. Uh, so random. But Denver, I mean, Drew Locke was hurt, but the when he played, I think they really liked Drew Locke in Denver, at least initially. Now, does that mean you wouldn't bring in Tom Brady potentially? Not necessarily, but I, I think they're okay. I, th- this is not anything that is going to shock the world here, okay? I'm not going to get on here and try and start, you know, uh, 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 making a fool of myself by saying things that I don't think are true. But the Oakland situation, which is now the Vegas situation, makes all the sense in the world to me. The L.A. Chargers does, too. I think, doesn't Tom uh, and, and Giselle have a place in L.A.? I mean, everybody, right, has a place in L.A. Yeah, or something like that? Brentwood, yeah. Okay. So, mm, shout out O.J. You know, you get that sort of, you know, shout thing. Shout out LeBron. Okay. Okay. Shout out Brentwood. Um, but they, you know, so I can you get ever that. Ever been to Brentwood? I don't. I can't. I don't say know that I have. I mean, I've been to Los Angeles, so I just count that I've been everywhere. You know. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the uh, uh, the Chargers need a quarterback, obviously, and they have a pretty good team. I mean, I you gotta think. Believe in Tyrod Taylor. Well. I believe more in Tom Brady. Let's put it like that. <laughs> I believe more in Tom Brady. One of those two guys led Buffalo to the playoffs. Not very many people can say that. I mean, so that that's an excellent point. I actually have always liked Tyrod. I, I, I like, isn't it, didn't we move to Tyrod or something like that? Tyrod Taylor? Oh, yeah. There's a thing. Maybe it was T-Rod. Yeah. But know. anyway. None of, his, none of his teammates even knew how to say his I, name. I like him too, but let's just, okay. Let's just think about situation because I got to believe that Tom Brady doesn't just want to go to Tampa to sit in the sun and get his body wrecked and lose 14 games in his last season as a pro, you know, just so he can be at a place with a nice commute or whatever it is. So I don't think he's like the Chargers have a pretty good team. I have no idea what his relationship is, you know, with the coaches and the organization. Are they not still playing in StubHub Stadium in a soccer stadium that holds 11 people? No, so, they'll be in the new stadium this year. This year? 
Yeah. Are you 100% sure about that, David? 100% positive. I'm not. I'm. I'm still maintaining a healthy incredulity on that statement. I thought they were behind a year and that it was going to. So you're telling me that Vegas and Los Angeles are both opening their new stadiums right now this year? July 25th, 2020, for SoFi Stadium. What is SoFi? You don't know what SoFi. I, is? I mean, I, I've I've As seen somebody the thing. who's got to pay back student loans. I'm. All too familiar with SoFi. So SoFi is like a debt consolidation wow. agency. So we you, have a lot of debt in this world when they're naming a five billion dollar stadium. I mean, haven't you been watching the presidential debates? That's like half of what it's about. Uh, no, <laughs> the answer to that question. You're not into comedy. <laughs> uh, the uh, the Vegas Raiders is to me the one that makes the most sense because first of all. It feels like the the Gruden car thing is like Gruden took car and made the most of it as best as he could. And I have always thought that Derek Carr was a little bit underappreciated, and I still feel that way. I think that he's fought through. You're wrong. No, 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 no. I look. I, I know you both hate this, but he 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 had okay. I know his one really good year and like his second or third year, whatever when it was. They went twelve and four with mm-hmm. Jack Del Rio as the coach, and yeah. then broke his leg. In the second to last game of the season. Yep. And he has had significant injuries that not a lot of people have necessarily known about from that point forward. He was healthy, as probably as healthy as he's been last season, and put up pretty good numbers, and they were a much improved team with much better talent around him. And so he is he has been asked to make lemonade with lemons by and large, given what he has not had to work with uh outside of of uh who went to Dallas? Dak Prescott? No, the the wide receiver. Amari Cooper. Oh, Mark Cooper. Amari right, Cooper. Right, thank right. you. But this, you know, he's finally got a running back who's really good, and they get some weapons in there, and he's an okay quarterback. But I also think that Gruden is kind of over it as well, and who wouldn't love to have Tom Brady come put on some sunglasses and go to this big new stadium on the Strip? That's the point with the Raiders, I think, that is the central one. Rather than debating Derek Carr whether this current version of Derek Carr is better than this current version of Tom Brady, I think more it's just that I think that all the speculation and all the noise coming out of the Raiders organization is that John Gruden is just wants to move on from Derek Carr. If that's the case, then you have to do it regardless of what the situation is. That's I right. think that so I actually don't hate talking about where Tom Brady is going to go if, in fact, he's leaving. The thing I hate is just the, I mean, like that tweet is pathetic from the reporter. Like, I, it hurts me as much as it hurts you. I'll, when Tom Brady is actually a free agent, I'll talk about Tom Brady where he's going to go all day. It just is annoying when it, like, might happen, but it's just the Patriots pulling the strings. But regardless, we're already into the speculation but machine. No, but here's the thing. The, the reason that this is significant is Jeff Darlington isn't just some I understand. Some I know who he I mean, is. He, this is a guy who is... Ian bedded in New England. I mean, this is to what he is to New England Patriot football, what Adam Schefter is to the NFL. I mean, this is a guy who's, who does not get on TV, national TV, and say stuff like this without having a very good feeling for it at whatever level that is. I understand. So that's why it's substantive. All right. I, I understand. For what it's worth, this is what Gruden told some reporters at the Combine today about Carr. I really think Derek is a heck of a player, and I got a 
a lot of respect for what he has done with some tough circumstances. So I'm not going to answer every media rumor out there. I just can't do it. I'm just going to listen to my serious rock and roll classic vinyl station and keep working. But I love what Derek Carr did. Love what he brings to our team and anxious to continue to build around him. Okay. Vinyl. Okay. Like it. Here, here's what I want to talk about. I think that it's when there's where there's smoke, there's fire when it comes to the hearsay and rumors between a split of a quarterback and a coach. Yeah. It was not surprising whatsoever when Mike McCarthy got fired mm-hmm. by Green Bay. Right. Regardless of what John Gruden says today, tomorrow, in the next month, it will be- as soon as the rumor emerges that John Gruden wants to move out from Derek Carr, those sorts of rumors I believe as true almost always. Talk to me at the draft when the Raiders use a first or second round pick on a quarterback. So, then this list of teams that we have here, I, I want to know this. Last year, Tom Brady had no weapons in New England, right? Yeah. Antonio Brown went off the rails. He's yeah. in the loony bin. Josh Gordon fails a drug test. Who knows what happened to Michelle? Who knows? I mean, James White takes a step back. Gronk retires. Yeah. He's got nobody to throw to. That said, I think that most would agree he also took a step back physically. Right? I, I mean, he's, he's, he's not quite as good as the quarterback I, he I once was. That. It's not the cliff that everybody was talking about, no. but but no. it was not as good of Tom. Yes. Right. Yes. So I think the real analysis comes down to then who is Tom Brady actually still better than? Who, where can he go and win? We're talking about Carolina. They have nothing. So that's an obvious fit, even if it's not a good fit in terms of the staff or the town or, or whatever. Cam Newton's out, and so they don't have anybody. So that's a fine fit. Is Tom Brady better than Jacoby Brissett right now? Yes. Would you take that risk? Yes. I think so, too. Yeah. Especially because... Would you, David? Absolutely. And I, I also think that's a that's the best situation on here because Indianapolis drafted all these offensive linemen to protect Andrew Luck, and then he lay, left them out to dry. Yeah. But you could also protect Tom Brady, and he has a good running back in Marlon Mack. So that actually, from a football standpoint, might be the best one on the list. But it, it, there's no quarterback in, in for the Chargers. So that's yes. an open door, but not a good situation. My question for you, though, is is twofold. And Derek Carr's out in Oakland, so there's an open door, too, there. If, you, if we think that's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my question for you. Yes is would you take Tom Brady over Drew Locke, second-year guy, mm-hmm. and would you take Tom Brady over Jameis Winston? I'll tell you both of those next. Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick and mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup 
for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. The question when we went to break, if Tom Brady does indeed go into free agency, if you had the choice to have Tom Brady in Tampa replacing Jameis Winston, or in Denver, replacing Drew Locke, would you take him in either situation? My answer to that question, Coulter, no, I would not in either case. Wow. Um, What about Drew Locke? The youth and the contract and the potential. Like we we saw a guy who has a little bit of an it factor and some talent and won a couple of games. He's a rookie. He's got a long ways to go. He's not better. Don't kid me. Uh, I'm not answering about who's better. Right. He's not close to Drew uh, to, to to Tom Brady right right now or Drew Brees for that matter. But he's also not a uh, prodigious quarterback, young quarterback talent. Obviously, like Patrick Mahomes, but even like I'm trying to think of a, a better example than that. Well, he, we don't know actually that. Like he he looked True. really good for what he is. And you can build around him. And how important are those rookie contracts right now, man, proven to be? I mean, we're seeing it, right? So I just don't think that you then replace that guy from a franchise look at this for the $30 million a year or whatever that it's going to cost to get Tom Brady in. And for how long? Two years? Three at the most? And now you're right back to square one. So, and, and... I don't think they're in a position like if you know if it was a deal like Peyton Manning when you go and get Peyton Manning because you know you are ready to win a Super Bowl now, then yes. But right now, I think you got to build in Denver, in in Tampa. I'd be closer to doing it in Tampa for sure, because Jameis Winston, you know, thirty and thirty, tough, tough to win games. Like that's a lot of touchdowns. It's a heck of a lot of interceptions though. So I I, I don't think that I. I could do it, but again, all of this is in the scope of, I mean, I'm thinking two years at most, at most, is what you got with Tom Brady. So I think if you could get Tom Brady and draft a kid and draft a guy right now, that's like your best case scenario, which Oakland can do. Yes. So that's where I'm at. Here's my question to you, okay? Because I don't think it matters about who's, who's quarterback in the team all that much. You know what I think matters? What? Who's coaching the team? Mm-hmm. This is Tom Degnab Brady we're talking about here. Right. You think he's going to go to Carolina and play for a rookie head coach in Matt Rule? College Forget coach? Forget it. No. Forget it. Okay? I think Frank Wright, you know, is the sort of guy. But Gruden is the guy. What about Arians? Ari- for sure, Arians is a coach that he would go and play for. For, yeah, absolutely. But I don't think... You How know, would that work, I don't though? think he's... You know, would he go play for Anthony Lynn in Los Angeles? I mean, like, he's... But Brady has never really had like that... There's guys like Gruden and Holmgren and um, Arians that are quarterback whisperers. They can mm-hmm. take the talented guy and make him even better. Tom Brady's just had his little... 
lackey Josh McDaniels for so long? Like, is Brady actually going to take anybody's advice or coaching at this point? I think I think one of the things that Tom Brady has done probably better than anybody even credit for is take coaching. Like, what does he always say? They coach, I play. He doesn't audible. Right, he. I mean, he does, but he, you know what I'm saying? He's yeah. not going up there doing the Peyton Manning coach on the field thing. So tell me this. The, the reason Tom Brady's had so much success in his career is because of the continuity that he's been able to enjoy. And when there's been chaos in New England, when there's been media chaos, they yeah. thrive off of it. When there's been actual, like your best receiver has a mental breakdown and then is all of a sudden out of the league chaos, they haven't been that that great comparatively comparatively but but don't you feel like tom brady is risking a ton by leaving new england just in terms of his legacy if he got into a situation say he goes to oakland and then subsequently las vegas and him and john gruden just butt heads yeah that it's such a bad look for his already polarizing reputation let me ask you this what's the legacy of brett Favre? let me what's the legacy of joe montana yeah I'm not old enough. But those two guys... you guys were old enough to know, does that really impact your viewing of Joe Montana? I think... I think no. it, 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 it. But the difference is that those guys are such lovable characters. And Tom Brady's not? <laughs> I think Tom Brady's the most hateable person <laughs> yeah. in the league. But Every you, woman in America loves Tom no, Brady. No, that's not, not, not true. Not Carolyn. Not You'll Carolyn. Not tomorrow. either of our mothers. But here's the thing. It, regardless of all that, the other thing that's this is... His legacy is cemented, man. It's it's fate accompli, man. It is. I guess the, the Brett Favre and Joe Montana both, though, were so lovable and so beloved mm-hmm. at the same time that the self-fulfilling prophecy of the, the endless string of retirements and endless falling on his face of Brett Favre he didn't fall on his face. I mean, he went what, to he, what an NFC no, championship. No, I understand, I understand right? but he also ended his career with a pick. But it's all part of the great. It's all. It's all part of the romantic tragedy. I you were talking about the pics on the cell phone. <laughs> it's all part of the romantic tragedy that is Brett Favre, though, right? Brett, Brett Favre couldn't have hurt his legacy because Brett Favre was honest and an open human from start to finish, and he talked all about his addiction and all this stuff. So there was really nothing that could hurt Brett Favre. Whereas Tom Brady is this superior being who has this regimen to make him never age and actually be a better athlete when he's 40 than when he's 20. All I'm saying is it's not about tarnishing. You can never take away six, six Super Bowl rings. You can never take away the title of the greatest winner in the history of quarterbacking in the NFL. You can't take it away. Yeah. But you could have like a Willie Mays with the Mets situation or a Michael Jordan with the Wizards where you give people a piece of your invincibility and take it away because you then look like a human instead of a superhero. I understand that. But who's the greatest basketball player to ever walk the face of the earth? Will Chamberlain. Michael Jordan is the answer to the question. And it's not impacted by what he did with the Washington That's a bad example. But you know what I'm saying. There's been a lot of guys that, that went to the next stop. And it did tarnish their legacy only because, not their legacy, it tarnished the overall memory of them. I don't think so. I don't think it did. I don't think it has. Broadly. I'm going to make a list. Okay. Come tomorrow. back tomorrow. Tomorrow. Boys and girls. I'll, I'll read a list of 10,000 names. We'll continue this tomorrow. Whether you're traveling to Missoula for business, a family visit, or to watch the Grizz game, the Wingate wants to be your home away from home. 
Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 